Hello, my Pilates lovers. Thank you for tuning in to All Things Pilates. I'm your host, Darian Gold. Each episode, you'll get to hear a new guest share his or her knowledge, insights, and experiences. Together, we explore the ongoing evolution of the Pilates method, as well as its connection to other modalities, such as gyrotonic, yoga, podiatry, and chiropractic. I now present to you the many aspects of this beautiful, complex, and life-affirming discipline. My guest today is Gwen Miller, and she was on the show last year discussing scoliosis, what scoliosis is and how to treat it. Besides being a scoliosis expert, Gwen is a master contemporary Pilates instructor and a Pilates faculty member. Since her last appearance on this show, Gwen has become a student of mine and has learned about the original intentions of the Pilates method. I've asked Gwen to join me today to speak about how learning the classical interpretation has impacted her teaching. And she's joining us by phone. Hi, Gwen. Hi, Darian. Thank you so much for joining us on All Things Pilates. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me again. I've never asked you this. When were you first introduced to Pilates? Well, it's been a good decade and a half. I was actually trying to think of when that was. I was introduced to Pilates as a student, I believe, in 2003. And I, looking back on my records, believe that my first Pilates teacher training courses were in 2005. Did you learn from a lot of teachers or did you primarily focus on one instructor? Well, both. And that continues today. Uh, At first, I explored education with a variety of teachers because I was curious and wanted to learn about different styles and approaches. And then I had the opportunity to focus in on one particular instructor whose style of teaching really resonated with the direction that I was going, which is and was corrective exercise, they called it back then. So I finished my studies, my comprehensive training with one particular teacher. I was very, very fortunate. She no longer teaches beginning instructors. She now uh, is only available through mentorship programs. So I considered myself very fortunate, and I have continued learning from different instructors through the years, always remaining a student. That's the best way, isn't it? I think so. That means you've been teaching contemporary Pilates for 13 years? That's correct. And at what point did you become interested in learning more about the traditional Pilates, and what is it about the original repertoire that appeals and appealed to you? Well, I think that I've always had a curiosity about other approaches, teaching styles, and etc. I think that the more open-minded we can be and the more curious we are, the more likely that we'll expand and improve our own teaching. Um, But specifically, I believe I became very curious about traditional Pilates 
two, two or three years ago, I think it was. And what was happening then? What happened? Well, what happened, I'm thinking that first I started picking up kind of a, a feeling of a bit of divide between contemporary and classical or traditional Pilates, almost like there were two camps, and I was wondering why. And then I'm thinking that it was two years ago, maybe three, that you, Darian, offered to teach a traditional mat class to myself and some other instructors, and the other instructors all said no. And (laughs) I was very surprised and disappointed, and I didn't understand why. Me either. Right? And this pointed out kind of this feeling of a division. And so I became extremely curious why, what was it about the classical or traditional approach that created such loyalty among the practitioners in there and created such a lack of desire to explore in that direction among my contemporary colleagues? That, so that was your impetus to delving deeper into what this classical presentation was all about? Yeah, like I said, I was always curious, but like, what's the big deal kind of curiosity. And then when that occurred, I just became very motivated to explore it on my own because I really did feel disappointed. Like I had wanted to learn something new. And when that opportunity was taken away, I thought, well, I'm just going to explore it on my own. And now that you've had quite a number of lessons with me, what do you think is the biggest difference that you've experienced between the classical and the contemporary approaches? Well, there are lots of things. Um, Do we have enough time? (laughs) Well, yeah, we do, because I'll keep it brief. But the The main difference is a real, I guess what I would call it, a purity of approach, a constant, unforgiving focus on the core and form of the exercises that leads to, in my body at least, a deeper work and the marriage of, you might say, woman and machine, the apparatus being an integral part of the exercise experience as far as becoming really married to the movement with the apparatus as opposed to doing a movement on the apparatus. And then the choreography of the lessons, including transitions. And so I had a little story. Years ago, because of my own spinal pathology, I was told that I had to stop weightlifting, and I loved weightlifting. So I took two years off and focused entirely on Pilates and yoga. And one day I was feeling kind of down and I thought I really need to just lift some weights. So I went and lifted weights. And after that weight training exercise, of course I was crazy sore, but I felt my core after weight training like I had never felt it before. And this was after becoming a contemporary Pilates instructor. And I thought I knew my core because I was already a personal trainer and a corrective exercise specialist and all this. And now, since I've begun my classical or traditional Pilates lessons, again, I feel a deeper connection to my core. 
And I already had that, I thought. But there is something about a connection of the psoas to the spine deep inside, a lift to the back connection, a length in the exercises, a, an insistence on keeping the movement in both directions. We don't just reach in one direction, we ground in the other direction, and that creates a length in the body, and that's something that I simply have not experienced before. You never heard any kind of cueing that talked about action, counteraction, or a two-way stretch, or your body... I believe I've heard... I'm sorry, Darian. No, that's okay. I believe I have heard the two-way stretch before, but I simply didn't get it. I didn't get it. And this is after teaching and, and being a student for 13 years. And it's just something that was very new to me. It was a much deeper connection. And I already, as I mentioned, had a deeper connection that had been possible through traditional fitness. Do you have any examples that you could share with us that you perhaps learned first on a contemporary piece of equipment and in a, a contemporary setting, and then learning the original exercise and its intention. Are there any exercises right now that you can... Absolutely. I've got a couple of uh, exercises that really highlight the difference, depth, and intention. The first one is the exercise we call coordination, which is a reformer exercise in which the elbows and knees are both bent, and then we straighten them both, open and close the legs, and then bend the knees and then the elbows. Okay, so that's the simple choreography of that exercise. The uh, name of the exercise really states that we do need to have, we exhibit that Pilates principle of coordination and control and precision. And in the contemporary repertoire, I learned this, and of course, it's a core exercise, and you do feel that. But I feel that the emphasis, is, at least as I learned it, lay more in the choreography. And then there are variations of the exercise that we learn, and they're all quite challenging, and they're great. And when I learned the exercise coordination from you as it taught traditionally, I learned that it was a breathing exercise. And I learned that there was a connection to the mat repertoire, uh, the double leg stretch that I hadn't really picked up. And so the exercise becomes much more intense when it turns into a breathing exercise. You don't need to do as many reps. And it changes, for me, it changed the whole focus. And the other example that I have very quickly is the rowing series, which I'm not going to go into the choreography of that. There's six exercises, but I learned them on different apparatus with different names and the focus therein on the two-way stretch, on the marriage between the movement, the practitioner and the apparatus was not taught as thoroughly to me. And of course, this is coming from my lineage. I learned the movement. I learned the choreography. I learned the core control. And yet there was a depth and an insistence on using the apparatus in a different way that I had not experienced before. Do you recall when you were learning this method 
if there was a strong focus on the breath or was it more about the choreography and the repetitions of that choreography? Well, I think that it's, uh, it's yes, there is an emphasis on the breath. There's an emphasis on it being breath-paced movement. Breathing is one of the Pilates principles that's carried into the contemporary repertoire. I think that the intensity of the breath is not as present in the contemporary world. The example of coordination, emptying the breath completely, the slight breath hold during the leg opening, that's not something that I've learned or seen in the contemporary world. Did you teach these exercises now that you had more understanding of the depth and the possibility of depth? Did you teach them to your students? Yes, I have. And in fact, it has been wonderful to teach these exercises from the as taught traditionally as you've taught me from your lineage to my students. They love it. They also say it's hard, and it is. It's it requires you know much more intensity of focus of the entire body through every bit of the movement, in my opinion. So. That's been a wonderful thing, and, and actually I've taught, last week, taught the rowing series, the traditional rowing series, and then followed that with a contemporary rowing series that I had developed, and there were a beautiful mix. It was gorgeous, and then you could see where the contemporary idea came from. It was, it was lovely. And you let your students know what was the traditional and what was the contemporary? Absolutely. I make that very clear. I make it very clear when I'm teaching a Pilates-derived exercise on the Pilates apparatus. I always tell them this is not a Pilates exercise. This is something that I've developed or created, or this is this is a Pilates exercise. This is the traditional variation. This is the contemporary variation. I'm very clear now exactly what I'm teaching them. I love to hear that, Gwen. I'm glad you like that, Darian. You know, I, I feel that, you know, all of us, as we learn and grow from each other, it's important to acknowledge where our ideas come from, where the lineage comes from of what we've learned and what we're passing on. Do you teach the same ideas and concepts to beginners as well as your experienced advanced students in terms of the concepts? Yes, I I think you have to. And it's, it's building blocks, though. In teaching beginners, not as much choreography. And you really have to, like, for example, the rowing series, again, for my beginners and for my osteo reformer class, which is appropriate for osteoporosis, spinal pathologies, I teach pieces of the exercises to those students so that they can learn, but they often do not have the endurance, the control, the the body knowledge yet to go through the entire choreography, and they may not be as, as strong as they will be later. So I will teach them the principles and a shortened choreography. Do you find yourself demonstrating the full exercise so they know what to look for, what they can imagine themselves doing at some point? 
As appropriate, yes. You and I have discussed many, many, and many times about the Pilates method and the Pilates industry and why there does seem to be the division that you were speaking about earlier of the two Pilates approaches. I'd like to know what you think. What is it? Why do you think that there is such a division? Well, I not to speak for anybody else, of course. In in a way, I'm I'm not real sure. I understand that some of the traditional or classical instructors are very protective of Joseph Pilates' legacy, and they don't want it watered down or changed. And then I understand that some contemporary instructors feel, and I think this is also correct, that Joseph Pilates evolved his exercises and changed them depending on his students, and that were he still alive, he would continue the evolution of Pilates. And I think that both of those things are correct. I think that we do need to respect the traditional repertoire and that there is a place for that traditional repertoire. It is still a wonderful, wonderful tradition. And at the same time, that we need to acknowledge the contributions that contemporary Pilates has given to our Pilates community and repertoire. And I'm not certain why we don't feel like that they're both valuable as a whole. I do see that there's a movement of contemporary Pilates instructors who, like myself, are beginning to learn more about the traditional world and even to the point of taking certifications from some of the remaining first-generation teachers and or their lineage holders, as it were, and then also a curiosity, perhaps, of classical, traditional Pilates instructors to explore some of the contemporary things, as when you and I were discussing scoliosis or when you learned about what I was doing with uh, scolio Pilates. So I see that happening, and I think that's lovely. I think what it takes really is open-mindedness and to realize that one is not a threat to the other, and they enhance each other. Have you had this kind of conversation with any of your colleagues on the contemporary side? No, I haven't, and I'd be happy to discuss it. It just is something that hasn't, hasn't come up quite yet. It may after this show, though. It is interesting because I might have to say the same thing on the traditional classical side. It's almost like once you learn this way of moving in your body and also the apparatus that you are working on, you sort of do get married to it in a way and bonded. And it's almost as if we've imprinted so much the exercises, we can't imagine what it might be like to try another way of getting into the body. You and I have also discussed how you and I can perhaps facilitate these discussions with both traditional and contemporary instructors so that we can, as you say, respect each other's lineage and have a positive front 
for the next generation, and then so on and so on. Instead of it feeling like it's going to be watered down, there's logic behind the traditional and there's logic behind the contemporary. And as long as people are learning what that is, then they're informed and they're educated and they can make that educated decision which path they go down to or they go on both paths. Right. Yeah, just like there's different traditions in yoga and different types of personal training certifications and specializations. I think they're both beautiful. And I do feel very happy and blessed to have you right in my backyard so that it's accessible for me. One of the things about the contemporary Pilates teacher training is that it is accessible. I think there's, it's more available right now. And uh, I just feel very fortunate that I've been able to have and continue to have this experience. I think in order for us to really make a difference, that we're just going to end up having to teach together and offer some courses where we have the two views of the apparatus. You know, one other thing I wanted to mention, too, is that there is more apparatus that I did not have the opportunity to train on when I earned my comprehensive certification, for example, the baby chair and the pedipole. And I've tried them both, and they're amazing. And so to have a complete instruction on the classical or traditional apparatus, I think, is important. And then as a yoga teacher as well, I understand the importance, as do other experienced yoga teachers, of the transitions between the exercises. And the transitions between the exercises is something that is part of the classical or traditional repertoire. It is part of the experience. And I think that is wise that we move carefully and intentionally between exercises. It helps to prevent injury. In the contemporary schooling, they don't do anything with transitions or that's not, they have transitions, but they don't focus on it? I would say that in my yoga instruction and in my Pilates instruction, the transitions were not as emphasized as the exercises or the poses. And in the traditional Pilates, the transitions are just as important. It's part of the choreography. They're not easy, but it adds fluidity and the flow of the um, lesson. It's another piece. It adds beauty. I couldn't agree with you more. Have your students learned the transitions that I've taught you? No, I don't feel that I've learned them well enough in my own body to pass them along yet. So that's something that is to be. I look forward to delving deeper into your transitions so you do feel happy and confident. Thank you. Me too. It's all beautiful. It's all beautiful. I think continuing to be a lifelong student, it brings joy. I feel joyful about the whole experience and joyful about, again, returning to Pilates with another view. And it's a wonderful thing. I feel that my world has expanded. It's a wonderful growth. Agreed. Gwen, if someone wants to reach out to you and talk to you maybe about any kind of scoliosis they have or workshops that you have about spinal pathologies, 
or even just straight ahead Pilates, how do they get a hold of you? My number is 707-486-5642. And my email is gwynamy at sonic.net. Currently, I I am working as a uh, manual therapist under the Hendrickson method tradition and Pilates integrated therapist and yoga therapist. Fantastic. Good job, Gwen. Thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure, Darian. Thank you. And I'll definitely be seeing you soon for transitions. Okay. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) Looking forward to it. Okay. Thank you. Take care, Gwen. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye, Darian. Bye. And if you are interested in learning more about classical Pilates, you can always visit my website, which is dariangold.com. And as always, please take some time for yourself to breathe, quiet your mind, and when you do, lift your head, lift your spine, because they will always lift your spirit. Have a fantastic week, everyone.